Hello all and welcome to Surrender Hearts Podcast. My name is Crystal. I'd like to thank you for taking the time out to join me on today. As y'all know, I like to start off every one of my segments with a worship song. So I encourage you to clear your hearts, clear your minds, and usher the Holy Spirit in with me. Take this time out to just sing a worship song of your own, or you can join in with me just to set the atmosphere for God's presence to be in the place so that we can be able to receive what God has for us on today. He is jealous for me. He loves like a hurricane and I am the tree bending beneath the weight of his wind and mercies. When all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory and now I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me and oh how he loves us so how he loves us how he loves us so yes he loves us oh how he loves us how he loves us how he loves us so father god we thank you for this day we thank you for your grace your mercy your unconditional love father god we ask that you are in our presence on today remove any hindrances any distractions that may come to try to seal this word that you will have for us on today father god we give you all the glory we give you all the praise in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. So the topic that I'm going to be speaking on today is, Yes, Jesus loves me. Have you ever said to God, How can you forgive me? I keep doing this over and over. You must be tired of me by now because I'm tired of me. Or have you ever had the thought, I should just trap, stop trying because I know God is ashamed of me. Now let me tell you, you're absolutely not alone. I have been there too. There have been many occasions where these thoughts have come to mind. Times where I felt that God was just sick and tired of me and my countless downfalls. But even in feeling like that, something in me still couldn't fully give over to the negative thoughts. Something in me still said, no, God still loves me. He does love me and he never stopped and never will. So instead of dwelling on the negativity, I researched. I looked up scripture after scripture that said, just how much God truly loves me. And I must tell you, there are lots. One of my favorites is found in Romans chapter 8, verses 38 through 39. And it says, And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now reading those scriptures, for me, it's encouraging. And it's amazing to know that nothing I do or have done can make God love me less. His love is ever-present and unconditional. 
Now, it's not to say that there are no consequences for the wrong things I've done or will do. But even when God disciplines me, I know that he does it in love, not to hurt me. I don't have to live my life in fear and doubt because it clearly states in his word that nothing will ever separate me from the unconditional, unwavering, and unfiltered love of my Heavenly Father. There is freedom in knowing that God's love is everlasting. Now when I fail, I don't have to continue to breathe life into my failures. I can now breathe life into God's word. I can attach it to my situations, and in doing so, I will ultimately begin to have less and less downfalls. Now please understand, pleasing God is not about being perfect. It's about being obedient. Doing the things in your heart you know God wants you to do. He knows that we're going to make mistakes, but that is where grace, which is God's unmerited favor, comes into play. He loves us so much and he sees us behind, beyond all of our failures and faults. He sees us behind all of that. And God's love for us is demonstrated through the death of his son, Jesus Christ, which can be found in John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God teaches us his love and shows us the definition of his love in Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects always trust, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Now, it's amazing to know that God loves us just like that. His love never fails us. His love protects us. His love trusts us. His love hope for us. His love isn't easily angered when we do wrong things. His love is patient. His love covers us even when we mess up, even when we sin. His love covers us. And all God wants us to do to be able to receive that love from us, all we have to do is surrender. We have to put aside our own wants and what we think we should do to please God and just surrender to him. It's not about being perfect. It's not about lining up with every single thing. It's about having an obedient surrendered heart to God. The most important thing we could ever do in life is have a relationship with God, an open, honest relationship. It's not about us going to him, trying to fix it up ourselves. If we could fix it up, we would have been fixed ourselves up hundreds of times over, but we can't. And God's not wanting us to fix ourselves up. He just wants us to surrender to him because he knows all. He sees all and he wants far greater than we could ever want for ourselves. And he's, he wants, he even wants a relationship with us. He, he, he calls us friend. He calls us friend. The creator of the universe calls us friend and we can have that open relationship with him. It's not about religion. It's about a relationship. It's not about just going to church, just knowing the scriptures Anyone can recite the scriptures. It's about applying those scriptures to your life, living out the scriptures. 
And again, it's about having a relationship with God. Now, I'm not negating the fact that you should go to church. Don't get me wrong. You should go to church. Be around like-minded people because iron sharpens iron. But more importantly, we should have a relationship with God. So I encourage you, if you don't have a relationship with him, get a relationship with him. It's the most important thing that you can ever do. Now, before I end, I'm going to offer a prayer of salvation. And this is just simply a prayer for all those who have not received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. This prayer leads you to that. This prayer gives you that opportunity to do that. And for all those who may have backslidden, who wants to renew their relationship with God, you can say this prayer and it can be a renewal unto God. So you can either repeat the words after me or... um Say it with me, repeat it after me, but here it is. Father, I come to you first in repentance, asking that you forgive me for all that I have done that is not pleasing in your sight. I know that I am a sinner in need of your saving grace. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and Savior, and I believe in my heart that you rose him from the dead. I surrender my will to yours, and I ask that you rule and reign in my mouth. Amen. It's just that simple, but that simple prayer is the most important prayer you could ever pray just to have a relationship with God, just to say, yes, Father, I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe he is your son. I believe he is Savior and Lord. And again, he wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to have an open conversation with you each and every day. And that is what prayer is. Prayer is not just your checklist of things that you need or want or desire. Prayer is an open conversation with God, an open, honest conversation with God. He wants, he wants that. And even though he knows everything that we go through, he still wants to experience our life through our eyes. He wants to know how we feel and he, he desires that. So I encourage you, if you don't, don't do anything else today, started having a relationship with God. Surrender your heart to his. And I tell you, he will heal every broken piece. He will heal every hurt. And he will give you a fresh start. And you don't have, we, you don't have to do it alone. And some may say it's hard to live a life for Christ in your own ability. It is hard. In your own strength, yes, it is hard. But God gives us strength and he gives us the desire you know, he gives us that desire to, to, to serve him, to please him, to honor him. And all we have to do is surrender. That's the only thing we have to do. We don't have to do anything else but surrender. So I encourage you to surrender. I thank you for listening on today. I pray this word gets into your spirit, that you receive it as your own. And please know that I love you. But most importantly, God loves you unconditionally. Till next time. God bless. Hello all and welcome to Surrender Hearts Podcast. My name is Crystal. I'd like to thank you for taking the time out to join me on today. As y'all know, I like to start off every one of my segments with a worship song. So I encourage you to clear your hearts, clear your minds, and usher the Holy Spirit in with me. Take this time out to just sing a worship song of your own, or you can join in with me just to set the atmosphere for God's presence to be in the place so that we can be able to receive what God has for us on today. 
He is jealous for me. He loves like a hurricane, and I am the tree bending beneath the weight of his wind and mercies. When all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions, eclipsed by glory, and now I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me. And oh, how he loves us so, how he loves us, how he loves us so. Yes, he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. How he loves us. How he loves us so. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your grace, your mercy, your unconditional love. Father God, we ask that you are in our presence on today. Remove any hindrances, any distractions that may come to try to seal this word that you will have for us on today. Father God, we give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. So the topic that I'm going to be speaking on today is, Yes, Jesus loves me. Have you ever said to God, How can you forgive me? I keep doing this over and over. You must be tired of me by now because I'm tired of me. Or have you ever had the thought, I should just stop trying because I know God is ashamed of me. Now let me tell you, you're absolutely not alone. I have been there too. There have been many occasions where these thoughts have come to mind. Times where I felt that God was just sick and tired of me and my countless downfalls. But even in feeling like that, something in me still couldn't fully give over to the negative thoughts. Something in me still said no. God still loves me. He does love me. And he never stopped and never will. So instead of dwelling on the negativity, I researched. I looked up scripture after scripture that said just how much God truly loves me. And I must tell you, there are lots. One of my favorites is found in Romans chapter 8, verses 38 through 39. And it says, And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, reading those scriptures, for me, it's encouraging. And it's amazing to know that nothing I do or have done can make God love me less. His love is ever-present and unconditional. Now, it's not to say that there are no consequences for the wrong things I've done or will do. But even when God disciplines me, I know that he does it in love, not to hurt me. I don't have to live my life in fear and doubt because it clearly states in his word that nothing will ever separate me from the unconditional, unwavering, and unfiltered love of my Heavenly Father. There is freedom in knowing that God's love is everlasting. 
Now when I fail, I don't have to continue to breathe life into my failures. I can now breathe life into God's word. I can attach it to my situations. And in doing so, I will ultimately begin to have less and less downfalls. Now please understand, pleasing God is not about being perfect. It's about being obedient. Doing the things in your heart you know God wants you to do. He knows that we're going to make mistakes. But that is where grace, which is God's unmerited favor, comes into play he loves us so much and he sees us behind beyond all of our failures and faults he sees us behind all of that and God's love for us is demonstrated through the death of his son Jesus Christ which can be found in John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life God teaches us his love and shows us the definition of his love in Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects always trust, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Now it's amazing to know that God loves us just like that. His love never fails us. His love protects us. His love trusts us. His love hope for us. His love isn't easily angered when we do wrong things. His love is patient. His love covers us even when we mess up, even when we sin. His love covers us. And all God wants us to do to be able to receive that love from us, all we have to do is surrender. We have to put aside our own wants and what we think we should do to please God and just surrender to him. It's not about being perfect. It's not about lining up with every single thing. It's about having an obedient surrendered heart to God. The most important thing we could ever do in life is have a relationship with God, an open, honest relationship. It's not about us going to him, trying to fix it up ourselves. If we could fix it up, we would have been fixed ourselves up hundreds of times over, but we can't. And God's not wanting us to fix ourselves up. He just wants us to surrender to him because he knows all. He sees all and he wants far greater than we could ever want for ourselves. And he's, he wants, he even wants a relationship with us. He, he, he calls us friend. He calls us friend. The creator of the universe calls us friend and we can have that open relationship with him. It's not about religion. It's about a relationship. It's not about just going to church, just knowing the scriptures. Anyone can recite the scriptures. It's about applying those scriptures to your life, living out the scriptures. And again, it's about having a relationship with God. Now, I'm not negating the fact that you should go to church. Don't get me wrong. You should go to church. Be around like-minded people because iron sharpens iron. But more importantly, we should have a relationship with God. So I encourage you, if you don't have a relationship with him, Get a relationship with him. It's the most important thing that you can ever do. 
Now, before I end, I'm going to offer a prayer of salvation. And this is just simply a prayer for all those who have not received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. This prayer leads you to that. This prayer gives you that opportunity to do that. And for all those who may have backslidden, who wants to renew their relationship with God, you can say this prayer and it can be a renewal unto God. So you can either repeat the words after me or um, say it with me, repeat it after me. But here it is. Father, I come to you first in repentance, asking that you forgive me for all that I have done that is not pleasing in your sight. I know that I am a sinner in need of your saving grace. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and Savior, and I believe in my heart that you rose him from the dead. I surrender my will to yours, and I ask that you rule and reign in my mouth. Amen. It's just that simple, but that simple prayer is the most important prayer you could ever pray, just to have a relationship with God, just to say, yes, Father, I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe he is your son. I believe he is Savior and Lord. And again, he wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to have an open conversation with you each and every day. And that is what prayer is. Prayer is not just your checklist of things that you need or want or desire. Prayer is an open conversation with God. An open, honest conversation with God. He wants He wants that. And even though he knows everything that we go through, he still wants to experience our life through our eyes. He wants to know how we feel. And he, he desires that. So I encourage you, if you don't know, don't do anything else today, ha, uh, start having a relationship with God. Surrender your heart to his. And I tell you, he will heal every broken piece. He will heal every hurt. And he will give you a fresh start. And you don't have we you don't have to do it alone. And some may say it's hard to live a life for Christ in your own ability. It is hard. In your own strength, yes, it is hard. But God gives us strength and he gives us the desire. You know, he gives us that desire to, to, to serve him, to please him, to honor him. And all we have to do is surrender. That's the only thing we have to do. We don't have to do anything else but surrender. So I encourage you to surrender. I thank you for listening on today. I pray this word gets into your spirit, that you receive it as your own. And please know that I love you, but most importantly, God loves you unconditionally. Till next time, God bless. Hello all and welcome to Surrender Hearts Podcast. My name is Crystal. I'd like to thank you for taking the time out to join me today. As you all know, I like to start off with a worship song. So I encourage you to do the same wherever you're at. Um, Join in and worship. This is just a set the atmosphere to allow God's presence to come in and to allow our hearts to be open so that we can receive what God has for us on today. So if you have your own worship song, you can start singing that or you can join in and sing with me. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart, cause I want to see you. I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart, cause I want to see you. 
I wanna see you, see you high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory. Oh, pour out your power, Lord, as we sing holy, holy, holy. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart, cause I wanna see you. I wanna see you. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your grace and for your mercy and for your unconditional love. Father, we thank you for simply for being who you are. You are an amazing God and we give you all the glory, honor, and praise, God. Father God, we ask that you remove all distractions, all hindrances from us that will try to take away the word that you will have for us on today, God. Let our hearts be open, let our minds be open to receive from you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. <clears throat> now we're going to dive right in, and the topic that I'm going to be speaking on is every touch has a depth. Now, every day we have the opportunity to impact someone's life, but most of us live our everyday lives not recognizing that. We get so consumed with our own daily routine that we often forget that there are other people that actually do exist and how we treat them does indeed matter. Regardless of how long the encounter is, if it's just a quick hello in passing, or if we get the opportunity to have a full-blown conversation with someone, each encounter has a depth. Every time we meet someone, we leave an impression. What we say or do can affect their lives, either for the good or the bad. No matter our age, we can all look back over the years and pinpoint a specific time where an interaction with someone affected us. We've all had good interactions as well as bad ones. Nonetheless, we were affected in some way. And those, in, in some ways, those interactions have altered our life's course. Most interactions we have are not planned, so we just have to deal with the situations as they come. However, what if each of us from this point on purpose within ourselves to make each encounter we have with someone personal? What if each day we take the time out and make a conscious decision to positively impact someone's lives, no matter if it's convenient or not? We still choose to leave a positive impact. Living every day selflessly is how we are supposed to be. Each of us, no matter what color, religion, or background, were made in God's image. There is no escaping it. No matter what path we chose or choose to live on, our life to live on, our DNA is rooted in the image and likeness of God. And that can be found in Genesis 1 and 27. We know God as a selfless, kind God. So with us being made in his image, we should operate in that same manner. Even though we are made in God's image, we all find it difficult sometimes to act accordingly. And that's because that image was damaged when Adam and Eve rebelled against God. And that damaged image spread to all their descendants. And in turn, we feel the effects today. But we can't use Adam and, Lee and Adam and Eve's actions as an excuse because we have been afforded the opportunity to be restored back to God's original image. And you can find that in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 18. Now, once we choose to be restored, we should begin to walk therein. Ephesians 4, 
verses 20 through 24, and I'm going to read out the message translation. It explains it the best. But that's no life for you. You learned Christ. My assumption is that you have paid careful attention to him, been well instructed in the truth precisely as we have it in Jesus. Since then, we do not have the excuse of ignorance. Everything, and I do mean everything connected with that old way of life, has to go. It's rotten through and through. Get rid of it. And then take on an entirely new way of life, a God-fashioned life, a life renewed from the inside and working itself into your conduct as God accurately reproduces his character in you. Being restored in God does not mean you don't have to do anything. As stated before, we must purpose in our heart and mind to be a positive impact. It does, however, mean that we now have the Holy Spirit within us to guide us and strengthen us when we are weak. Every day, we should strive to be that positive change that the world desperately needs. Philippians 2, 1 through 4, in the message version, it says, If you've gotten anything at all out of following Christ, if his love has made any difference in your life, if being in a community of the Spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, if you care, then do me a favor. Agree with each other. Love each other. Be deep-spirited friends. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet-talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. Now, that's the word of the God. That's the word of God, and and it's so true. We have the opportunity to live a selfless life. We have it within us to live a selfless life, but we get so distracted and we get so deterred by other people's actions that it in turn makes our actions reflect their actions. If someone's nice to you, you're nice to them. And if someone's mean to you, you're mean to them. Our, we should have enough self-control of ourselves that no matter what a person does to us, no matter how a person reacts to us, if we choose, if our stance is to be positive, it should be positive no matter what. And again, we don't have to do it within our own efforts. If you choose daily to walk in, in the spirit, to walk spirit led, we have the Holy Spirit within us to help us. You don't have to do it in our, we don't have to do it in our own efforts. We have someone that guides us, that helps us, that strengthens us so that we can act accordingly. We can be who we want to be. You want to be that person that has a good heart, that smiles all the time, that gives an encouraging word. You can do that. And it doesn't, it's not predicated on anyone else's response, on if they receive it or not, if they accept it or not, if they give it back to you. The way you are should not be predicated on someone else's ability to receive it. So I encourage you all to just try to live each day selflessly. We want it done to us, but we we don't do it to other people. We want people to be nice to us, but then we'll find ourselves in situations where we don't we don't reciprocate it. So if you choose to live a life that's selflessly and I selflessly and I really hope that you do, again, you don't have to do any of your own efforts. You have the Holy Spirit within you to guide you, to teach you how to. And to give you strength. So I encourage you all just to take the time out and encourage someone today. Say a nice word to them. You know, smile there in the direction. And if you have the opportunity to have a full-blown conversation with someone, remember that what you say 
does impact their lives, good or bad. What you say does impact their lives. So thank you for taking the time out to listen today. And I encourage you above all to get a relationship with God. That is the most important thing you could ever do in your life is to get a relationship with God. Know that I love you, but most importantly, God loves you. Till next time.